0: When Joy became a Christian, her husband contemplated divorce.
1: I think that God just really used Focus on the Family um, and your guys' ministry to grow me and um, prepare me and um, guide my heart to
0: live out um, in front of my husband what it means to follow Christ. I'm Jim Daly. Together, we can strengthen marriages like Joy's and give families hope. Donate at focusonthefamily.ca slash give.
1: So I had to do a cleaning house of my idols and my thinking. And it had to start with me, that the Lord had to work in me to work on how I was going to love Guy. Because regardless of whatever Guy did or didn't do, even if he was sinning, it did not mean that I had to sin. And so I had to start being humble and saying, okay, Lord, trying to fix him isn't working. You've got to start (laughs) fixing me.
2: Well, today we're all about marriage and uh, Amber Leah joins us on Focus on the Family along with her husband Guy to help you learn how to de-escalate and have a more peaceful relationship with your spouse. Your host is Focus President and author Jim Daly and I'm John Fuller. John, it's pretty
0: normal for uh, marriages to experience the ebb and flow of relationship. You have those beautiful days, those wonderful moments, and then you have the maybe not so wonderful moments like... Do I have to tell you again Mm. where the milk is? (laughs) Or I'm so sorry. Or worse, but the irritating things, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Here's some encouragement from the book of Hebrews Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Maybe not you or your spouse, but Jesus is, and that's something to stand on. No matter what things look like with your spouse today, rest in the fact that we have an unchanging God who is willing to comfort you and help you and transform your marriage. Uh, Today we're going to bravely trudge into some areas that might be a little uncomfortable Uh, the triggers in your marriage. Every marriage has them, and all of us need God's help to get through those things and kind of mature so those triggers don't trigger us, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I've asked Jean,
2: my wonderful wife uh, and accountability partner, (laughs) to be here with us today. (laughs) I think it's wonderful that we have Jean along with us. And uh, Guy and Amber Leah are relationship coaches and co-owners of a faith and family production company in Los Angeles. And They've been married 14 years and have four boys, <laughs> and uh, they've written a book together called "Marriage Triggers: Exchanging Spouses' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses," and uh, we have that here at the ministry. Give us a call, 800 A Family, or stop by FocusOnTheFamily.ca to get your copy. Welcome, each and every one of you.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Thank thank you very much. We are so glad to be here.
0: Now, I'm really looking forward to this. I think it's one of the core communication issues in marriage. How do we not trigger each other? How do we better understand those triggers? And we're going to get into that. Uh, Guy and Amber, you came up with the idea, so let's start with you. Uh, You describe your marriage as triggered from the start. That sounds a little frightening. (laughs) Why was that the case, and didn't you enjoy a little bit of a honeymoon period?
1: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Who's going,
0: <yeah>. uh, <laughs> put
3: their emphasis hand up?
1: on the word little. We had a little <laughs> bit of a honeymoon period, but yeah. not, not very long.
3: Things moved very, very quickly for us um, when we, we got married. And within within a couple of months, we got pregnant. And so we didn't have that time to kind of develop ourselves and get to know our identity as a young married couple um, we quickly shifted directly into parenting and you know the extra room that was going to be the fun room suddenly <laughs> turned into the baby's room and you know all that she my wife is a wonderful planner and so she shifted into high gear planning mode and painting and all the things oh, And was... i'm like wait a minute like...
1: what about me <laughs> he was saying <laughs> yeah, so is
3: evidence of your growth the fact that you
0: just said she's a wonderful planner it sounded so heartfelt Uh, did it used to be like man she plans everything
3: uh, yeah it still is i'll I'll admit (laughs) that can still be a thing because those are one of the differences we have in our relationship is she very much is the planner and she thinks 10 steps ahead and i'm very happy thinking one or two steps ahead and being in the moment and so we we have to continually find that balance for ourselves.
0: So I get the the baby part, but before that even, there were other stressors going yes. on for the newlyweds listening that may be going, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, that's my wife or that's my husband. What were yes. some of those other stressors? Well,
1: you know, they say opposites attract and there is mm-hmm. some truth to that, but it also creates a lot of everyday practical problems. And when you're, In a friendship and dating and then you get married, living with one another is a different beast. (laughs) (laughs) Really? And, you know, it was even early on just with, for example, we would – I wanted to put in our new apartment – a wall of portraits, you know, our mm-hmm. wedding photo, and you know, make room for when baby comes and all of that. And the planner and me, the big wall of pictures, the big yes. wall of pictures. And I thought on a Saturday this is going to be amazing. We will all lay it all out. <laughs> we'll do all the measuring. Guy will do all the hammering, and he woke run, up guy, like run. <laughs> he woke up ready to watch the football game, you know. What? And he was like, "Whoa, An excellent wait, choice it was, it was the
3: Notre Dame USC football game, and oh, that's what I had, oh, I, I had planned. I had planned for wams for that day. Coming.
1: I know that's right. How could so, you? Planned yeah. that
0: during I the know. SC Notre we Dame game. We just had
1: different perspectives on what was important at the time, and because we didn't at the time have the communication skills to work through those yeah. things together, which we want to offer people hope that that is possible. At the time, we weren't doing that. We were just triggered and easily provoked to anger, and so we were reacting instead of responding to each other, and uh, and it kind of went downhill from there. Did for either the whole, of the the time.
2: those things happen then? Did the
3: wall get uh, the pictures, or did the <laughs> um, game get watched? Yes. The, the wall, wall get, got done, and the game got watched. Part of it, so but none I of, think neither we, of
1: us were very happy yes. about either place at the, it, at the it end. It end ended day. up
3: in the book, so it still, yeah, <laughs> it still exists as one of those days. Yes. that was a pivotal day for us.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, and you both.
3: Became
4: convinced that you'd married the wrong person. Yeah. Okay, tell us about
1: that. <laughs> That's
0: a big
4: yeah. statement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I married Mr. Wrong for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and he married Ms. All Wrong. Um, <laughs> I mean, we just we got it all wrong. And I used to think, well, I believe in God's sovereignty, but boy, this was a mistake. I mean, I really Mm -hmm. felt that way early on. Even though I loved him, and a lot of the time I liked him, we had so many triggers that Mm -hmm. I wondered, how is this going to happen? How are we going to navigate this for the rest of our lives? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until God started working on me personally, after I nagged and argued and yelled for a really Mm -hmm. long time, and that didn't work, um, the Lord eventually started to say, Uh, Amber, you are Ms. All Wrong, and he's Mr. Wrong, but that's because nobody is perfect. There is no perfect person except for Jesus Christ. And so as long as you continue to be prideful and argue, you are not going to live life to the full or have the marriage that I designed. Because the minute that you say I do, you do become a match made in heaven. And so that's what I had yes. to come to, it was like, you know what, we made a vow, God did bring us together. He is wrong, I'm wrong, but that's because we're two people that are sinful, we need to yield to being perfected yes. in Christ day by day, and that's what's going to make us right for each other. You know,
0: Amber, as you describe that, one of the things that uh, certainly Jean and I have encountered, I think. You and Dina, John, have probably encountered this too. It's hard to, if I could say it this way, get your fingers out of your ears. Because I think we get into the habit in our marital relationships where the more pain you're causing me, the more trigger you're causing Mm -hmm. me, the harder I stuff my fingers into my ears because I don't want to hear it. And it, it is the exact opposite of what the Lord wants from you. Right.
1: Yeah, the pain yeah. acts as blinders. You know, it it filters us to not being able to hear or see yeah, each other.
0: Yeah, a, a, that is a, a a fork in the road in your relationship. You got to decide if that's where you want to live. Yeah. in that and constant conflict.
3: Amber came up with this wonderful principle that I think is one of the pivotal things in our book um, and in our marriage, is the development of a me first attitude. And at first thought, that sounds like prideful, me first, I want to get what I want. It's actually the flip of that. It's the, if I want my wife to be more loving, then I need to start with me and I need to be more loving. If I want her to be more understanding and compassionate about my needs, I need to show her that compassion and the understanding of her needs first. Be first. And it changes everything. Well,
0: that's a good foundation. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some of the triggers in the mm-hmm. book, because I want to hit those. Yes. And you're going to come back next time, because we're going to keep this discussion going. And yeah. Jean wants to tell the world about all of my you know, <laughs> <laughs> It'll Stop. be a separate <laughs> background. She's, she's got quite a list of there. <laughs> right. yeah, I, I see the list. Meat. It's going to the floor there. What's the <laughs> but uh, one of the things, Amber, you identified with, and Jean uh, said, yeah, that's one for me, too, is when the house is a mess... Yes, that's a trigger. It is. How is that a trigger? I mean, are Guy and I triggering this, and you and Gene? You know, it's a
1: combination it- of things, mm-hmm. and it it you know every marriage is unique, right? Because you've got a two unique personalities, and that's going to make up a unique marriage personality. But for a lot of couples, we found that one or the other is more bothered by clutter. Or dirtiness, you know, which are two Mm -hmm. different things. Sometimes the house is very clean. Wives will tell their husbands when they, you know, are come in after being gone from work or whatever. And we'll say the house is clean. It's just cluttered. It's messy. (laughs) But those are two different things. I'm trying really hard here. But so for Guy and I, you know, he's not as uh, bothered or triggered by clutter as I am. And when you're home a lot, like I was with our kids when they were young, a lot of couples will tell us this is such a problem and so i had to disrupt that habit of being reacting being quick to anger and you know i believed god when he said be slow to anger you know be quick to listen and i had to say okay deep breath what can we do together to tackle this you know put some things (laughs) in place communicate part of it was just me practically having to get some better storage bins for the mess teaching the kids to take on a little bit more responsibility but if that's your biggest trigger you know, don't get overwhelmed by the ten triggers that you have, but take one at a time. And we would do that. We're like, look, the constant clutter is not working for me. What can we do to strategize together? I don't want to keep reacting. Mm, I want right. to be more proactive.
3: If I can say from my side of things, um, you know, I was working a really intense job where I'd be at work 10, 12 hours a day and I'd come home and Amber's got, you know, two or three, or four kids at home that this time it was three kids, two of them still in diapers. And I'd come home and could barely open the door because there's like toys all over the floor, <laughs> you know, and I'm walking into that going like, I just got off work and I should come into a house that's clean and ready. And, you know, and I'd be frustrated or I wouldn't say anything. Yeah, that and I, was would, not a good and I would allow, <laughs> I would allow that trigger to kind of bubble up in me and it would immediately push me towards frustration and anger right away. But I just think that you have to have an understanding of what your spouse, what their day is like and what they're going through. And again, it goes back to that me first attitude a little bit when you um, are Concentrated on yourself, thinking about what your attitude is going into something, I think you can get a better understanding of what you're walking into with your spouse. And you would
1: do that also. He would call me on the way home yeah. from work. He got in the habit of doing mm-hmm. that just to kind of get a lay of the land, a feel for the environment he was walking into so he could prepare himself mentally <laughs> to walk into yeah,
3: that. Yeah. That was That's one thing good. we did I'd too. take a moment either <laughs> in traffic or right out in front of the house while in the car just How's it going? What what, what, what am I walking into? What do you need help with? Just
4: so I know.
2: When I would call home if Dina said, What do you want? I knew that I was walking into (laughs) something. Exactly. (laughs) Sounds more like military communication.
1: (laughs) We got four zombies in the (laughs) right there. Look out when you come in the door. Yes.
2: This Focus on the Family broadcast will continue in just a moment.
0: Often in advertising, you'll hear terms like no obligation. But what does that mean? Hi, I'm Danny Deeks, and at Deeks Insurance, no obligation means we'd be happy to go over your insurance coverage and talk about your needs and options with no pressure to buy. And you could benefit either from potential savings on premiums or by getting a better understanding of your policy. Give us a call today at 1-800-240-5283 or visit us on the web at deeksinsurance.ca
4: i'm chris did you know that the odyssey adventure club is now available around the world listeners in more than 200 countries can access every adventures in odyssey episode wherever they are the club is a great way to put faith into action too because a portion of every membership goes directly to people sharing the love of jesus now wherever you live from Afghanistan to Zimbabwe, you can join the club today at oaclub.org.
2: Focus on the Family Canada's Hope Restored Marriage Intensive Program is a proven program designed to save couples from the brink of divorce. For over 15 years, Hope Restored Marriage Intensives have helped more than 4,500 couples and over 80% of those surveyed are still together two years after attending. If you or someone you know is facing a crisis in their marriage, please call Focus on the Family Canada today at 1-833-999-HOPE or visit hoperestoredcanada.ca to find out more. Thanks for listening to Focus on the Family. Let's resume now with the balance of today's programming. Now let's go to a guy
0: one. Guy. Uh, When it comes to us being triggered, uh, maybe backseat. Driving,, oh. <laughs> I mean, I'm terrible at that. yeah right Jean? I'll yeah. confess it.
1: me too. <laughs> I can be a backseat driver absolutely. but
4: <laughs> but we she didn't yes. hesitate no. much there. no, but we've no. worked through that.
0: Good, I'm glad yeah. that one's off. the... Okay, let's <laughs> move on to the next so triggers. Yeah, need to talk but about. It. Guy, there was early in your <laughs> yeah, marriage. You had a it. driving experience, I think, with the two of you. Yeah. What happened? And we'll respond. <laughs> yeah,
3: we were. Well, you know, we, yeah. we so we live in Los Angeles, and um, it is just crazy. It is fill every hole. It's traffic for hours. It's just nuts. Yeah. And um, on this particular evening, we were driving back. It had rained a little bit, and um, we were, I was changing lanes, and someone in front of me just changed right in front of me and caused me to have to, you know, jerk the wheel to get out of the way. And Amber immediately was like, guy, what are you doing? You shouldn't drive like that. And it was yeah. this immediate like, lash out at me. <laughs> and I'm like, it wasn't me. It was him, and I'm trying to be defensive and take yeah, care of this. Yeah, let me ask you this question: If yeah. you didn't
0: swerve, would you have been hit?
3: Oh, absolutely. Probably. Okay, so clearly I'm on hit your the side on this yeah. one, clearly. guy. I am now. However, that's
1: that's now. I wasn't then, but I am now.
3: Yes, the principle uh, is, and we we didn't necessarily work it out that night as successfully, but <laughs> and guys a little being later, nice because
1: the truth is, this was a habit of mine. I mean, I yes. I was it wasn't just it when was we were in danger. Yeah. I was always telling him how to drive. Yeah. I I admit that. Yeah, yeah, but.
3: Uh, what I was able to do is to think the best about my wife and realize that she wasn't lashing out at me and my bad driving. She was actually lashing out at her sense of safety for our four kids that were in the back seat most of the time. So she, being the mama bear, her concern was safety for them, and so um, that's where her frustration was coming from. So I just had to realize that it wasn't towards me. It was literally about the situation, and allowed me to accept her problems and anxiety and all that in a much different <laughs> yeah. way. And it really changed. Um, it still crops up from time to time. It's an organic thing. Marriage, you know, every day is different. So it still comes up but every once in a while. A But it required a conversation. I mean, yeah, one of the yeah, things absolutely. that Guy and I did yeah. is,
1: I mean, it was so constant that we were getting frustrated in the car. We were like, look, we're going to have to drive together a lot for the yeah. next however many years. We've got to figure this out. So I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on you. You're the driver. You focus on driving. I'm the passenger. I will work on being a passenger. And not a driver. And I will That's try to great. allow my anxieties to take a back backseat, you know?
0: Yeah, and but the question is, how did you control your tongue? That's what all I, of this is uh, about, this is A right? couple things. Yeah.
1: I'd bite my tongue, literally. I'm not kidding. I would just, like, bite my tongue. You know, like, okay, Amber, zip it. But... Um, we started listening to podcasts or books on tape just to distract. Were these me. instructional
0: mm-hmm. driving? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yes, that focus would, on that the was, family. See, we podcasts, should come here. Just picture the blue <laughs> skies, <laughs> <laughs> a <great> water turn. <laughs> trickling.
1: But honestly, like it—it it seems like a small thing, you know, being yeah, a backseat driver. I get it, but it really—the perpetual you know, interjections of while someone's driving, mm-hmm. it gets to you. It just creates a layer of frustration that you may not even pick up on overtly. So now when Guy is driving, I'm in charge of the map and not in a, hey, turkey, you were supposed to turn there, which I still do. was <laughs> <Sometimes. laughs> a brave move,
2: actually. Yeah.
1: But- You know, and letting him take the scenic route. You know, if he doesn't go the way I would go, it's okay. Mm. Let it go. That's good. Yeah, this is
2: Focus on the Family with Jim Daly and his wife, Jean. Our guests uh, also include Guy and Amber Leah. We're talking about the book, By the Leas, Marriage Triggers, Exchanging Spouses' Angry Reactions for Gentle Biblical Responses. Great resource. We've got it here at the ministry. Give us a call, 800 A Family, or stop by FocusOnTheFamily.ca to get your copy.
4: And Amber, I can relate to this next trigger. Actually, I can relate to all the triggers. Frankly, (laughs) Um, Uh, Oh, we're signing off. Thank you for joining Focus on the Family. (laughs) But uh, in your book, you've mentioned that you've had a struggle with an intimacy idol in your relationship because you didn't feel loved. Uh, Tell us about that.
1: Yes, I had very many preconceived notions and expectations about what our marriage was supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. And for us, I thought it was going to be a lot of security financially, white picket fence, mm-hmm. um, guy will go to work. I wanted to be a stay at home mom uh, and work from home on occasion. And the Lord, you know, he's got a, all his plans for us are good and they work together for good. But in those early years, I didn't think much of the plans that Guy was making for our family were good. And so <laughs> I had this idol of, you know, closeness and intimacy that he was going to do things my way. We were going to be on the same page. And when that didn't happen, it caused me to become really bitter. And so no matter what Guy would say or do, he couldn't get it right. right. And yes. that is a really dangerous place to be. And it's a painful place to be.
0: Well, and in. it sets up conflict, obviously. Jean, I just, you know, for people to understand your connection with this, what were you feeling? And uh, I think it's rooted in expectations. That's Absolutely. what you started with.
4: Absolutely. That we have unrealistic expectations. And I would say, you know, the maybe the greatest thing that I've learned through marriage is that your spouse cannot read your mind. And I can remember being hurt that Jim couldn't read my mind. He (laughs) didn't know everything that I expected. And if I had to tell him what I was expecting, that that made me angry. And until... I recognize that is so unfair. Only Jesus, only God can read our minds. And I am not God. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I know that it's every okay. day. okay, and you should sit down with your spouse and during a season and say, okay, this is really what my ex- expectations are for my birthday or <laughs> or for when yeah. you come home for work or these are my expectations for when... I come home from work and how can we get there? The birthday
0: one's funny. You should bring that up. Because there was one birthday where Jean said to me, I just, you know, I'm not sure you can tell us all the motivation behind this, but said, you know, I really don't want anything for my birthday. I'm good this year, basically. Mm -hmm. Very very crisp, bright attitude. I thought, oh, wow. Take some pressure. So birthday comes and, you know, we have dinner and the next day I could tell she's not happy. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what's the matter? You didn't even get me a card for my birthday.
4: Yeah. Well, and well, I, I thought you
0: said <laughs> I, what I heard I, I was heard you didn't want I something
1: different than you said, anything. apparently. <laughs> and, I
0: mean, anything is like a gift, it's a card, it's anything. Right. But that wasn't quite no, it. No,
4: and I still Swing I remember and I remember <laughs> where we were when oh, I said it. Wow. What, yeah. and what have I, I ever meant said, I'm was sorry. what I meant. I'm yes, sorry. Yes, you have. <laughs> what I meant was I I didn't want Jim to buy me a gift. Yeah. I didn't want Jim and the boys. But that didn't mean I didn't want homemade cards from the boys.
3: You know that I wanted. I wanted, cake. Right, right. I
4: wanted yeah. you know, dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: <laughs> she wasn't fully letting you off the hook. Which she, yeah. she didn't realize yeah. that she was actually giving the boys and I a gift. Yeah, A, a right? day off,
0: of yeah. birthdays. So yeah. We thought, wow, that is so but kind yeah. of mom. But how after selfless! That,
4: I will say, I mean, truly, after that, there, I was able to say to Jim, okay. These are my expectations yeah. for my birthday. <laughs> right. Anyways, I want. You work it I out. want. Can you mm-hmm. work with the boys
1: yeah. to make a handwritten? Cards. And.
0: Now you guys had this yeah. with Christmas, right? Your we first did. or second Christmas, yes, you had our a stocking battle,
1: right? I mean, it, we were uh-huh. so excited we were going to do stockings. W- you you say it, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was. You did it.
3: You did I did was it. So excited when she said she wanted to do stockings. I was really excited that that was going to be a, a tradition in our family because that was something that was a tradition that my family had. Uh, the night before Christmas, we would always get together and open the stockings, and it was so much fun. But our stockings. Would be filled with gag gifts um and little funny things and just crazy stuff, and we'd do even a white elephant thing where you'd end up sending the the bad gift around and um and it was so much fun Amber's stocking for me was filled with cologne and movie tickets oh, no. and all this wonderful you know oils and different fun things and it was. Yes, I pulled out a red feather
1: boa, and I was pretty sure (laughs) that pulling that red feather boa out of my Christmas stocking that we weren't going to make it to Christmas. The beginning of the end. (laughs) Because I I mean, I had been so thoughtful—all these favorite things Uh, in his stocking, valuable gifts—and I had just gag gift after gag gift, and I just thought, wow, we are really living in two different planets here. You know, oh, Amber yes. and
0: Guy and Jean, I just, uh, at the end here, I think it's important to really hone in on that idea of um, coveting the ideal marriage, right. having that high, high, impossible mm-hmm. expectation, I guess, Amber, yeah. that you describe in your book. I want to, again, address that. Why is that really one of the most damaging things to a marriage?
1: When you have an idol in your thinking and you don't even realize it because your spouse is not living up to your expectations or your marriage or your circumstances, the life that you've created is not the life that you hoped for and prayed for, you have a choice to make at some point in that moment. You can continue to be triggered and angry and bitter, and you can go down a path toward destruction because Satan is alive and well, and he is um, seeking whom he may devour. And we're convinced that he was trying to devour us in those mm-hmm. early years of our marriage. And, and even now, he still is on the attack. But the other option was to recognize that my desire for what I want is either going to become so obsessive that I sin if I don't have it. And that is an idol in my life because I covet that more than putting on humility, a compassionate heart kindness and forgiveness, and mm. being open to trusting God with my marriage right. and my husband and my life. And so I had to tear down all those idols of what I wanted. And I had to start approaching Guy differently, and he had to start approaching me differently. And ultimately, we had to say, our lives are not our own. If I am so fixated on Guy's you know, ability to make me happy or not, or my circumstances mm-hmm. to be ideal then I will always be miserable because in this world I will have trouble. But Jesus says, fear not, for I have overcome the world. So I had to do a cleaning house of my idols and my thinking, and it had to start with me, that the Lord had to work in me to work on how I was going to love God. Because regardless of whatever God did or didn't do, even if he was sinning, it did not mean that I had to sin. And so I had to start being humble and saying, okay, Lord, Trying to fix him isn't working. You've got to start <laughs> fixing me. <laughs> no, and, and it's
0: so good, and it's mm-hmm. such a great place. I would say most of marriage counseling tries to get at that realization yes, that if yeah. you can get there, your marriage is actually going to be in a good place over the long yes. haul. And uh, that's what we try to do with Hope Restored, the uh, couples that come to our intensive marriage counseling. And, you know, these are really broken relationships. And it's amazing that the post-two-year survey that we do with these couples, 81% is now the number of couples that are doing better and still married, 81%. And and if you ask Dr. Bob Paul, the one who is responsible for the clinical side of the effort, it really is teaching couples how to communicate. That's yep. right. And Absolutely. when they get that skill set, their marriages actually can do much better mm-hmm. and That's thrive, right. which is the yeah. goal. Well, this has been really great. We've got to come back next time, and we're going to talk about more triggers. and. Uh, Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, some of this is a little lighthearted. Some of it's very serious, Mm -hmm. as you just described. And our goal here at Focus is to make sure that your marriage is doing as well as it can do, especially as Christians. You look at the culture right now, we need to be uh, committed to the Lord in our marriages. People are watching, and they want to see, is it really something different? Do they really love each other the way they're supposed to? And uh, I think it's a wonderful challenge. It's not something to shrink back from. It's a good thing. Let's show the world what Jesus does in our marriages because they're that different from those that don't know the Lord. And I would love for you to get a copy of this book. And please order it directly from Focus Canada because when you do, uh, those dollars go right back into helping hurting couples find hope.
2: Yeah, so get in touch and let us know how we can help and about resources uh, like that book, Marriage Triggers. Donate as you can, please. And uh, our number is 800, the letter A in the word family, 800-232-6459, or stop by focusonthefamily.ca. Amber, Guy, Gene, can you come back?
0: Absolutely. Yes, would love, love to. Love hey, to you yeah. sure
2: you want to
1: come
4: back? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay.
2: Let's do that. And you're sure you want her to come back? Absolutely.
4: <laughs> I love it. I love
0: it when Gene is here.
2: Well, we'll continue next time with uh, a look at Jim and Gene's marriage and hopefully give you some more practical advice from the Elias. Thanks for joining us today. On behalf of Jim and the team, uh, I'm John Fuller, and do plan to be with us next time as we continue the conversation and once more help you and your family thrive in Christ.